fight against interplanetary evil. Fantastic! And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Stop it! Genesis! Oh, what's in the box? Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro. That's Bill Robinson over there. (laughs) And that's Dave Pascarella over there. How's it going? It is going. How are you guys doing? A little tired, but I'm hanging in there. All right. How about you, Dave? I concur with Bill's assessment. I feel exactly the same. I second the motion. All right. So with, with that being the case, we'll, we'll see you all next week. <laughs> so oh, to, today we're continuing our look at some classic old cartoons and we are looking at the 1967 fantastic four series episode number 15 galactus which uh is basically you know the famous galactus uh, trilogy put into a 22 minute cartoon or 20 minute cartoon and we are going to do a you know kind of a kind of a commentary we're going to have it on as we're talking uh, if anybody wants to watch it, I know it is available on YouTube, so you could see it that way. Uh, before we started, I'm just going to kind of hit on my history. This was one of the first exposures I had to comic books uh, when this was on. And I always had this image in my mind. I remember them being like in a jungle and Reed kind of stretches up high to kind of look to, to kind of get their bearings on where they were. And, and like that, that image was burned in my mind. And I said, you know, when I see the series again at some point, I'm going to remember, you know, that one. And when I did watch these episodes again, that happens like three times over the course of the series. So I have no <laughs> idea which episode it was that I was watching back then. But there's an interesting history to this show because, uh, you know, the year before this is when they started the Marvel superheroes cartoons. Uh, and, you know, those, while I love those, they are very, very rough. They're not really animated, so to speak. They're more, you know, <laughs> more still, still photos that they're, or still uh, images that they're moving around. And when you think about it, Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four were really their two biggest properties, their most popular properties, and they held them back. And then they did them, you know, in their own series. So it's kind of interesting when you think of it in that perspective. 
How, how were you two exposed to this, if at all? I, I remember these. I can remember I discovered these as a very young child uh, going to my cousin's house. And it was uh, an afternoon. I think it was on in the afternoon when I was a kid. And I remember be, I had never seen the Fantastic Four before. And I was impressed with it. I remember it was, uh, you know, appointment watching for me once I discovered it was on. Yeah, I have very fond memories of this. I have absolutely no recollection of this. Uh, and the only, the first Fantastic Four cartoon that I remember, I think, would have been in the 70s, like 78 maybe. with, uh, with Herbie the Robot? With Herbie the Robot, yeah. So that... I mean, I had had some exposure to the Fantastic Four by then um, through comics, but um, the actual cartoon uh, was. But I, I had seen the Spider-Man cartoon before, prior to that, but I had not seen the this original Fantastic Four. This is actually the first time I've seen this episode. Oh, really? Yes, it is. Oh, interesting. Now they did do this again in the '90s series. Uh, yeah, and they I, did it as, as as a three episode. I believe it was three episodes. Oh yeah, uh, at least. And what I'd like to do is maybe we'll follow this episode up in the not too distant future. Uh, I don't know if we'll do a commentary on those three. Maybe we will, but or or maybe we'll just discuss them. But I would like to follow up and look at those episodes at some point in the not too distant future. Mm. And we'll do a comparison. But you know, before we get started, I just my take on this is. Considering the source material and how famous it is, and considering it went over, you know, several issues, for a 20-minute cartoon, I think they did a great job of putting this together and, and you know, getting it all together. In particular, uh, I really enjoyed the voice acting, and I think once we start the episode, we could talk about that a little bit more. Oh, I was shocked when I heard Galactus's voice. I'm like, oh, yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> so we, we have a... Uh, a digital copy, and we have it. I, I, I assume both of you gentlemen have it down to 0. 0.00, much like the grade point average of Delta House. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll we'll go one, two, three, play. And when I say play, click on play. All right. Okay. Okie doke. And one, two, three, play. All right. So now we have our opening sequence. Uh, the music in the sequence is pretty cool, mm-hmm. but the narration bites. Storm, Ben Grimm. I know, but this opening just brings back such fond memories. Now, they say the thing you know has the strength of a thousand men. That's a lot of I strength. They had, they had done, as, as a kid, I mean, I always wish they had done an origin episode. You know, you get that little showing of the ship going through the cosmic rays. Oh, so they didn't have a origin one? With them? I mean, they might not to my knowledge. Oh. I, I never saw mm. one, but that's what I always wanted to see. Now, there is, there is an episode called The Way It All Began. I'm just looking over the episode list, but I think that's how uh, Reed and Dr. Doom, you know, goes back mm. to their history together. Um, it's been a while since I watched the entire series. I don't think there is a an origin one. The 90s series, which you know, was pretty decent in my opinion, had an origin episode. Uh, so the voice acting in this, we started to talk about that earlier. Uh, 
pretty cool. Uh, right now we have The Thing and Sue Storm. Sue Storm is voiced by Joanne Flug, who, uh, you know, for me is most famous for being uh, the female lead in The Night Strangler. That, uh, you but, mean that's the Kolchak movie, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's the second Kolchak movie. And then I believe uh, she was in Candid Camera with Alan Funt. I think so. Now, I just want to keep going to the episode a little bit. The Watcher is creating two sons. Now, either it's a total illusion, in which case Reed should be aware of that, or I thought the, the Earth would be that, torn apart. <laughs> I thought the other thing was Galactus coming, the second son. No, that's. I think it's uh, it's the Watcher trying to mask the Earth. That's why he does oh. the fire in the sky, and then he does stones in the sky. Stones? Oh, you mean when he backed up the sewer? Yes. He got stoned? So the uh, Reed is, is voiced by Gerald Moore, who is... Uh, you know, considered to be a character actor, he had a lot of small parts in westerns, and they comment on his Wikipedia page that he got a lot of uh, parts based upon the fact that he looked similar to Humphrey Bogart. Uh, the Thing is probably our favorite voice actor in this, and I'm speaking for for you t- as well as me, Bill, because uh, that's Paul, the great Paul Fries, who we know as the Burgermeister Meisterberger from uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, or uh, the voice in the Haunted Mansion, and Many many cartoons in War of the Worlds as the uh, the the reporter, and then uh, the Silver Surfer, um, which you point uh, I believe you said was Nomad. Yeah, that's uh, uh, which I didn't realize that, but I knew he was the voice of Control from um, the Outer Limits. Okay, yeah, he was the voice of, of Nomad in uh, in the uh, what you call it in the Star Trek. The change, uh, right? Yes, and and apparently he's uncredited in this episode, but it's uh, Vic oh. Perrin is his name. He's got a very and distinct look out. about him. <laughs> the thing just knocked out the, the surfer with one blow. Down goes uh, surfer. Down goes <laughs> surfer. And, and the watch is like, yeah, don't worry about him. You got to yeah, worry yeah. about Galactus. Here he comes. We gotta we gotta stop that flying Christmas ornament. <laughs> It's at one point it looks like a Christmas ornament and then it looks like one of those toy piano things as it actually lands. It's a Jedi training uh, drone. <laughs> That's not a bad call either. It's, it looks like the mechanics of it are like running wild. It's like, how do you get this thing to work right? There's the piano look. Jane, stop this crazy thing. Speaking of but which, uh, George Jetson was, was born this year. He was born on this past Sunday. God, I'm old. Galactus, oh, for reasons that escape me, are, is green. Because he goes on to do those vegetable commercials. <laughs> now, his voice is, is inspired casting, as far as I'm concerned. He's yeah. uh, Ted Cassidy, most famous as Lurch, but also, you know, many parts, including in Star Trek, where he was left there by the old ones. Now, Galactus is only like a couple of feet taller than the humans. He's probably, what do you think, about like 12 feet tall, maybe 11 feet, something like that? Yeah, he's not that tall here. Now, I first, I'm most familiar with Ted Cassidy from the Incredible Hulk show. I never realized who he was in the Adams family, but I was, you know, because he was the the guy that did the intro, Doctor David Banner. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. He's is he showing off his bling? Check out my face. So now, now in this, uh, the surfer is nursed back to health by Sue Storm instead of Alicia, as it was in the comics. 
Yeah, do you think they just didn't have uh, enough for, um, you know, extra animations or... I think I think it's just because they were trying to squeeze it into a twenty-minute story. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to wouldn't have all that, you know. Well, we're twenty-five percent through the thing, and we haven't seen a single person in New York City. That's because they're up on the skyscrapers. I guess. Nothing to see here. Move along. What do you think of the animation? Well, I mean, for nineteen sixty-seven, it's good. It's a, it's a little, you know, rudimentary, but it's not oh, bad. Yeah. yeah, the Silver Surfer, Surfer looks a little hokey when he, you know. Hey, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, what it beats the Teletubby Surfer, Sur- Silver Surfer from Rise of the Silver Surfer. Hey. Look, he looks like he's posing for a girly magazine right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting therapy. And then, then my dad, Zorinrad, he, he used to beat my my mother. And then Galactus came, and I sacrificed it all. I really hate my job. I hate going to work. <laughs> you mind they, if I? They, they don't. They don't give you them? any kind of idea. Even though he's Galactus's herald, they don't give you any clue as to you know his the source of his powers although they probably hadn't come out with that yet this this probably predates them giving you the surfer his origin does the silver have a boo-boo i love his trucks the rest of you scram i only need <laughs> to watch beat it well but he, he does leave the thing and and read to you know run interference until the torch gets back let's go talk to the mayor ben. he's far from just watching though yeah he's really taking quite an active role he's pointing he's giving directions he's telling people what to do i thought you're called the watcher you're not the leader he's like like he actually i mean he actually does whatever he needs to to make the torches flame work in space and he gives him whatever ability to travel you know much much greater distances than they normally would all right this is a weird looking machine that's a little too phallic for me i and he's like, and poo, I cut your head off. Whoa, what a trip, man. Wow. So now we're coming I back from this, the first commercial, I believe. And the torch is off this in space. in the 70s. We have Herbie the Robot going on this uh, mission. Now, somebody forgot to tell the torch that the shortest distance between two spots is a straight line. Because he's doing loop-de-loops and stuff. No, not, he's, uh, he's curving through time and space. Uh, he's doing the Kessel Run. You know that the shortest distance around a globe is not a straight line. It's a globe. It, it's a, it's a, it's a, whatever. Something. An ellipsis. Yeah, that geometry shit. <laughs> so the, the Galactus is, is uh, lift, what's it called, working a jack to change a tire, it looks like. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm late for my meeting. Oh, let me put a cold compress on the super surfer. No, she's using that that chemical that my my head. How could he get through that shell? She's using Armorol on him. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle wax, maybe. Life is a box of chocolates. But wait, never mind. I'm not only the hair club president. I'm also a client. Silver Gump. That, that's who we've got here. 
My head hurts. <laughs> but yeah, again, just you know, Vic Perrin does a real good job of of having like a uh, an Out. alien sounding voice. Yeah. Is that Galactus? He makes me so mad. <laughs> That's Norin. Norin, go find me a planet. Norin, go get my machine. Norin, no. I'm gonna get him now. When I bring this together. You're going to see some shit. Looks like he has some plastic beer bottles behind him. That's what I thought. He had two mugs. He's got, like, yeah, he's got two uh, beer steins, and and, and now it's like Galactus' espresso machine is not working. Why isn't it working? Why? Why I went off the milk line. The thing pulled out the plug. (laughs) Milk line, I have no espresso. He's, you know, unlike in the comics, he's getting a little bit too familiar with them. Because, you know, in the comics, he would be like, I can't be bothered with you. Here, here he's like talking to them. He's, you know, he's discussing his plans. But they do get into the whole aspect of that he's beyond good and evil. They really don't explain to you why, you know, but they should kind of give you the whole Galactus does what he does to exist. It has nothing to do with killing people or not killing people. It just it's his way of being. Uh, you know, give you a little bit of that philosophy because they do give you that in the comic. Before we get too far from the scene, so Ben was ripping things out and throwing him at Galactus, and Reed comes around with a tiny hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check his reflexes. <laughs> <laughs> you, Reed looks a little miffed. Uh, let me just let me just take Sue Storm away from you. Okay, now you two fight. See, now his eyes look mad. But now Galactus looks much larger. Talk, Talk to the to hand. The hand. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing. First thing. He's not to be yonder, but he's Beyonce. <laughs> you challenge me. You know what? Oh, you challenge me, so, Akaar? I feel so skinny. <laughs> oh, I'm going to make a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, look at them go. Yeah, so, now, so now they're basically not involved anymore. They're just kind of hanging and waiting. They're chilling watching this fight. How much damage would it be doing to the city? Oh, tons of damage. You would have thought you'd see a few fighter planes in the air, right? You would think. I would hope. Oh, he gave him four fingers. He gave him the four fingers. Ooh, that's bad. He throws in that thumb in and he's done. Ooh, he's he's washing him. Oh, this, yeah, this is where he, he encases him in some sort of stone. Yeah, like a pure of pure cosmic energy. I but then I got to catch him. Like he's no. still loyal to him. Like I I like that aspect of this. They don't, you know, they they don't dumb it down too much. You know, he's still oh I've caught you my master. You know whatever he says. Uh, so that so there's still you know loyalty there. He's just doing what he feels he needs to do. And go on, get out, Galactus. It's okay. It's okay. He's just biding his time. Oh, let me come along and touch it. But the reality is, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Surfer would be capable of making anything that would hold Galactus for very long, since he's only got a fraction of Galactus's powers. But well, Galactus is weak. He hasn't fed. 
Mm. Now what? Meanwhile, in the what is this actual ship? Is this is Galactus's like this home is base? Tau right? Tau One or Tau Two? T A U U or T U? Yeah. So he's got the little satellite dish on it. Because remember, that's where Korvac came from. Korvac. Oh yeah, that's right. Ship and, yes. And yeah. Because it's, it's a thing zapper. So now, if if he hadn't touched that, would Galactus still have gotten out? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just a matter oh. of time for him to get out. I don't think I don't think the surfer is powerful enough to. to that was fully... a good animation there of Reed. Oh, he's mad. Don't you see that I have a big G on my chest? You can't do this to me. (laughs) And yet, Sue's uh, force field is strong enough to hold back his power. She's the most powerful one. But back then, you know, somebody would come over and punch her force field and she'd pass out because of the strain. Well, that's because. It's just because, exactly. (laughs) Meanwhile... Meanwhile, the Human Torch is on his way back with uh, something. Clearly, we're doomed. I'm taking my surfboard and getting the hell out of here. I'm out of here. We'll come back. That's a kind of a cool angle on Galactus, like looking down. How does he know his name's Harold? Oh, sorry. Never mind. (laughs) Harold ran. He's from Southern Shalabala. No, wait. No, Zenla. Zenla Shalabala was his girlfriend, right? Uh, Shalabal was his girlfriend. Zenla was his planet. He's he's from Harold Brand is from Southern Zenla. (laughs) Hi, is my surfboard. (laughs) Hey everybody, I have I got a silver skateboard. Have the Southern flag on it. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the torch is still en route. It's kind of riding the waves. He, here he is now. What is he, like, breaking through? Time and space, time and time. Look, up in the sky. Look at the things the look. Bird, the plane. <laughs> ben, close your mouth. You look stupid. <laughs> ben, the situation looks grim. Ba-da-ba. And he's back. Now, in the comic, I do remember, like, he had seen so much on this that his mind, like, couldn't comprehend it all. And it, it, it like just all faded from his memory. We got a box. Just, give me, give me, give me. Ooh, and there it is. It's it's Wait, the ultimate breathalyzer. Isn't that thing you just <laughs> brainwashed him with when he left? It's like the same. But this one is full. Yes, Galactus blow into this breathalyzer. Oh, I got. So the other one was, I, I think, just an image he was showing him what he had to get. And this is, I mean, this is right out of the comic when they do it. When he when he threatens him with it, that's the same thing that. I think he just showed him an image of it earlier. It wasn't uh-huh. actually there. Okay, okay. The look, look, look at Galactus's eyes. Zoink! <laughs> <laughs> he could have had, had Shaggy do the voice now. <laughs> Scoob. <laughs> you Make put Scooby that in do. the hands of children. Make Scooby Doo the the Silver Surfer. If it wasn't for you meddling kids. Oh, Ractus. Get you a surfer snack. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could make uh, we could make Thelma the Thing. <laughs> F.D. Sue Storm. 
Fred, um, I guess. The torch. The torch. Uh, who would be Mr. Fantastic? That would be Old Man Carruthers, and we'd have to pull his mask on. Right. Give, him, give him his little gas can back. Because the word of Galactus is not to be questioned. He is above good and evil. They do kind of give you that line. But you, Silver Surfer, bear my wrath. <laughs> no, but he doesn't. He doesn't banish him to Earth. Oh, he doesn't here. Oh. He just says, uh, you know, I'm done with you. Bye. -bye. <laughs> I said good day, sir. <laughs> Getting in my Death Star and leaving. But first, I'm going to play a little tune. <laughs> you can walk across the outside of it, like, uh, in big. The funky, the, the sound effects we take for granted now, but we've heard a million, a thousands of times by this point in our lives. That's a nice, well, that was a nice shot of the Watcher. When he was looking up. Yeah, okay. Keep that look. Don't look down again. He's got Thank a double you. chin going there. He's like... Oh. What about you, Surfer? Do you want to be part of the team? Hell no. Then we <laughs> got to rebrand everything. Bunch of mooks like you? Not a chance. <laughs> but he just, he just surf. takes off. There's no, uh, you know, no surf, indication baby. that he's, that he's uh, stuck on Earth now. The oh, Silver and she Surfer. gave him a little smooch. The Silver Surfer, played by Owen Wilson. Wow. <laughs> she kissed me. Wow. Right Who was that Silver Man? We didn't even get a chance to thank him. <laughs> See, and he just takes off into space. There's no... Uh... And he runs into the moon. Oh, sorry. Bye. Bye. You're like waving. Looks like Sue and, Sue and Reed are clapping hands together. <laughs> and then we get back. They, I mean, the closing credits are very similar to the opening credits. But we have no voiceover. But we have the same scenes. Yeah. Okay. Just run Never it knows. again. We've got yeah, the we animation. Gotta, we we got to fill that two minutes. Put some credits over it. Did ever cross this over with the Flintstones? No. Mm. So, you know, again, I mean, this was Hanna Barbera as opposed to uh, what was it Grant Ray? Uh, was it you Grant know, when Ray I was a kid, whatever that that did uh, the other ones. When I was a kid, I thought Hanna Barbera was one person. Yeah, I can I see thought that. Was the guy's name. I'm like, oh, Hanna Barbera. He makes great cartoons. What? There's two people. I didn't know that. You know, if you're a kid, you read that Hanna Barbera. He's great. <laughs> Uh, they, I think they did a, a, a pretty good job for the day in this in this uh, series. I, I'm I'm with Dave that you know this is one of my strong childhood memories of comics and comic cartoons. This you know predates the Super Friends and being you know elderly, uh, I had seen this before the Super Friends existed. So this this was well, really like a this was one of my uh, entry uh, drugs. See, now you guys had me by a few years, right? Uh, I don't think Dave has you by any years. 
Uh, How old I you? have I'm you a few years. You're what? <laughs> I'm 70 what? <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm I'm 53. But I but I remember watching the Super Friends. But I, I don't watched the Super Friends, but I was probably too old to be watching the Super Friends. Probably. Yeah, because you've got me by at least five. I have you by like six years, five years. Yeah, so, so yeah. Because I was born two years after this thing came out. So. Now, you know, uh, you know, Danny Glover, when he says I'm too old for this shit, he was 41. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I got him by 10 years. <laughs> Just saying. So, but, did, you know, does like I said, these, does that make us dead? Makes us definitely too old for this shit. <laughs> but, but I, uh, you know, like I said, these, these were my entry level uh, drugs into the world of comic books. Before I actually read comic books, I had seen this and the Marvel superheroes cartoon and the Spider-Man cartoon and then you know the the what existed at that time as far as Superman cartoons, and they had the uh, the the DC one that was I guess the, their version of Marvel superheroes where they had the Teen Titans, Aquaman, Hawkman, the Flash. I can't even remember what yep. else they had in, in that they in had that Superman uh, rotation. And there was a Su- Superman and Superboy cartoons, but I don't think they were part of that rotation. I, I think those were independent of it. But this, you know, again, this is some of my strongest memories of watching. And, and again, it's it, I don't have like a lot of specific memories of back then of the actual stories, but I just remember watching it and being, you know, really like enamored with it back then. And that hasn't changed. I feel I, the exact same way. I enjoyed it. You know, there's, there's a, you know, you can watch an old cartoon that you loved as a kid and look at it and say you know boy that really just doesn't do it for me anymore <laughs> but uh this one you know i watch this and it's like i'm fine I'm, i could sit and watch this no problem just just like as bad as the animation is those marvel superhero cartoons i could sit and watch them all the time I'm but this is you. superior this is superior to that no question as far as the animation goes so I'm going to rate this one personally. If if I can give my rating a little bit of a leeway for the fact of rating it for its time of 1967 and the type of cartoons that were out at that time. And you can, you know, you can look and see like even, you know, with Hanna-Barbera, the Flintstones. Uh, I don't think the Jetsons actually was out by 67. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, those are the Hanna-Barbera Hanna cartoons. Uh, I do think that the animation in those is slightly better than this as far as the individual characters and the expressions and all of that. But this really just, like I said, it, it, it stands the test of time as far as I'm concerned. I'd be curious as to what somebody who had never seen them and is, say, 30 years old now, if they watched it, what they would think of it. But I'm, I'm thinking they'd still think, yeah, that's not so bad. Uh, so I'm going to give it like a solid B plus. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think a B plus is good. This is this is good for its time. It's uh, I mean, 
it reminds me of the other, uh, you know, the Spider-Man stuff and the other ones, you know, that 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 were out in this t- time frame. So uh, I'm good. I, I would go with a B plus, too. I mean, you can find cartoons that were slightly better. But when you look compared, you know, it would be a movie cartoon, you know, that was made for the movies might be slightly better. Or the Flintstones, which was a prime time program aimed at adults, really. So for something of the time made for children, B plus all the way. Now, the the thing this one had is, in my opinion, over spider-man's cartoon which i i actually at the time i actually preferred spider-man but looking back on it this was doing (laughs) this was doing more of an adaptation it wasn't quite as much of an adaptation as the marvel superheroes were because those were like real pretty much straight out of the comics adaptations uh but this was doing at least some kind of adaptations of what we were getting in the comics uh whereas the spider-man one's we're we're kind of trying to come up with original stories with you know like Doctor Noah Body and stuff like that. Uh, so I looking back on it, I actually like this better in hindsight. I think you're right because I, I've often felt some of the problems we have with a lot of media is they try to to avoid the comic book stories. It's almost you have something that works, use it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something I think that's a lesson that Marvel kind of learned. And uh, I feel like DC is a little slower to the uh, to the table on it. Uh, you know, when when you see the, the MCU movies, I think they've embraced the comic stories much, much more so than DC has with their mm, movies. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> <laughs> OK, your, your mileage can vary. But that's my but that's my take. We've got it. all these stories we can tell, and we're only going to tell the stories over the last couple of years. Well, that is that is a choice that I would agree. I would agree with you that they're making a mistake. I think they should mine some of the earlier stuff a little better. But I think they they they're actually kind of working in reverse on that to an extent because you know now we're mm. looking at that we're going to have secret wars, we're going to have uh the She-Hulk and you know like different things that have occurred before a lot of the things that we've seen in the MCU movies so far. So I think they they are starting to go back into the history a little bit, but you know there is also an element of trying to do you know some level of fan service by uh you know, giving the stories that that are more likely known by the fans in general. But the the secret wars they're doing—that's the secret wars from the '80s. I doubt it. We're gonna find out. I mean, Civil War when they did it was not what we got in the comic either. So, you know, we're gonna find out what we get, I guess. When well, the it time could be comes. anything. It could be that Secret Wars. It could be the Secret War thing that happened what back in. in late 90s early 2000s with uh the nick fury one yeah that stuff or, or they just they had secret wars again uh with uh like another battle world and uh wasn't really yeah i yeah i guarantee you they're going to take some liberties with it there's no question and it's not going to be uh exactly what we saw in the comics but i think it'll be somewhat derived from it 
they're going to take like uh, James Bond, the title of the book, and make a movie that has nothing to do with the book. Quite Probably. possible. But we'll, time will tell. Would surprise me if. So they have the Secret Invasion show. It would surprise me if the Secret War is spins out of that fighting the scrolls or something i was kind of expecting secret invasion to be a big screen thing i'm a little surprised that it's not but again we're going to see what we get and where it leads us to uh like i mentioned earlier i would like to follow up this episode by doing the uh three-part galactus silver surfer and galactus story from the 90s uh fantastic four cartoon uh and, and see, we'll see how it compares, you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> In the meanwhile, uh, let us know. What meanwhile. You, you people out there, let us know what you think of, uh, of the, you know, the episodes we've been picking. If there's any episodes that you think definitely bear uh, a, a viewing and a, a possibly commentary or a discussion on, because, you know, we are making this at least a semi-regular thing where we're, looking at video versions of uh our comic book stories and uh we'd you know we'd be interested in knowing what you're interested in hearing but in the meanwhile thanks guys for doing this thank you everybody for listening and we will catch you next time thank you take care ah! bye Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. I will soon finish. Then this planet will supply me with all the strength I need to survive. He's almost got this thing finished. We gotta do something. We will. And when I have drained this planet, no living thing shall remain. Then I will move on in my eternal search for energy. Well, time's a-wasting. Let's start fighting. I'm with you, Ben. Here's what we'll do. There. Now let's see. Yes, the lump's gone down. My head feels better, but I am here to destroy you. Why did you help me? You don't understand. You are important, as is every living thing on Earth. Life is a precious gift. It should not be taken. It's not for us to take. And so we protect it, fight for it. Even the life of a being from another world, even a being who would destroy us, must be helped. Your words disturb me. Never have I heard of such courage, such nobility. Perhaps there is truth in what you say. Then help us. You're not a soulless slave. Help us to defeat Galactus. I defy Galactus? It is unthinkable. You can do it. I know you can. Defy Galactus? I wonder.